0: In 2015, under President Obama, the Environmental Protection Agency adopted national ambient air quality standards that reduced the permissible amount of ozone in the air. But under President Trump, the EPA has now extended the deadline for states to comply with the standards by at least a year. And now a group of 15 states and the District of Columbia, led by New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman, have brought a legal action seeking to overrule the EPA's delay. To talk with us today about the, uh, the EPA's delay and what of this rule and what this law, how this lawsuit is going to affect whether the EPA can do it are Charles Warren, a partner at Kramer, Levin, Naftalis, and Frankel, and Diane Katz, Senior Research Fellow in Regulatory Policy at the Heritage Foundation. Chuck, let's start with what the EPA actually did here. How, what have they announced about this rule?
1: Well, the only thing they really announced was that uh, they were delaying the designations of uh, non-attainment areas uh, really for ozone when they were supposed to be done by October of 2017. They were putting it off uh, for a year to 2018. And um, I think you have to really just look at this a, a little bit. and. What happens is that there was a new ozone standard set by the regulation in 2015, October 2015, where they lowered the standard for ozone. And what's supposed to happen then is that the states are supposed to designate areas that aren't attaining those standards, and then they have to take steps to make sure they can attain those standards. And so what the EPA did here was to say, Instead of uh, having to submit those plans by this October, they're delaying it for a year.
2: Um, not quite. the states have had to uh, submit their designations, but the EPA isn't going to make a determination well, on whether EPA finds yeah. those attainment areas um, and that he's correct though that the um, you know there's a year delay, and that year delay has been um, you know, authorized under the Clean Air Act for uh, the EPA administrator in instances where uh, the administrator has insufficient information uh, to make those designations. Chuck, the D.C. Circuit
3: last month ruled that the EPA could not delay the methane rules on the oil industry for three years, and on Monday ordered Pruitt to enforce the methane rules. Is that precedent the court will follow in this case?
1: Yes, I think they will. Because I think again, this is one of the this seems to be one of the standard operating procedures of this ePA where they don't actually try to change things right away; they try to delay and i don 't think uh, even though there's some uh, wiggle room there i don't think i don't think it's enough uh, in this case. Uh, for them to prevail in court, I think, based on that methane decision. And and, and, and the full court uh, basically just this Monday said things have got to move forward, 9 to 2, I believe, and so full D.C. Circuit Court. So I think they will um, uh, do the same thing in this situation.
0: Well, Diane, this rule was finalized a couple of years ago, and, you know, you, you mentioned that under the Clear Act, Clear air, clean air act. There may be some ability for the EPA to um, need you know to delay things if they need more information. What more information is it that the EPA is now saying they need?
2: Sure, and that's a good question. But let me just make one additional point, which is um, with respect to the methane rule. Uh, there's two tracks going on here with ozone. One is that the agencies and any agency can decide to reconsider a rule. Uh, on its merits and whether or not they are going to issue a new or different rule.
0: But that's there not really what we have going, going on, on here, right? I
2: know, that, I know. I'm saying that this the second track is in this instance where um, a part of the rule, that is the designations uh, process, is being delayed, but the other standard, the existing standard, is still in effect, and, and um, states. You know still have to abide by that existing standard but what is needed here you know is um primarily two sets of information that it w- was problematic from the from the uh origination of the rule under the obama act one is that we haven't when the rule w- when this new standard was issued um a great many areas of the country hadn't yet come into a compliance was either the 2008 standard or the 1997 standard. And so they imposed a new standard before we knew what the results were going to be of standards for which many, many areas of the country had not even yet come into a compliance. Secondly, um, many of the benefits that EPA claimed uh, would result from this rule um, are a consequence not of reductions in ozone but in a reduction in reductions of particulate
0: matter. The EPA has delayed implementation of a rule that uh, would affect air pollution and lower the uh, the limits for how much ozone can be in the air in the united states and 15 states led by attorney general uh, eric schneiderman of new york along with the district of columbia have sued the epa to prevent the delay from happening we've been talking with charles warren a partner at kramer levin naftalis and frankel and diane Katz, senior research fellow in regulatory policy at the heritage foundation about the epa's action and the state's lawsuit against it diane before the break we were talking about um you know, different ways that the EPA can either try to revise a rule or implement it. But and what we've seen with this EPA is a lot of uh, attempts to delay rules rather than going through the process to revise them and do new ones. Um, Why is it do you think that the EPA would delay this rule rather than if they don't like it simply trying to revise it to make it more amenable to their view of how the rule should work?
2: Well, they're doing both, and every administration has the right. You know, any new administration, actually, any administration, has the right to review any rule. Uh, And the Administrative Procedures Act says that if they want to replace that rule, they may. They just have to go through the regular rulemaking procedure. And so, the this EPA and you know EPAs under other administrations um, are doing that. They're looking at rules that have. Um, in some cases, very questionable premises and deciding whether or not the rule is going to stand, and in some cases, some rules have and it in other cases, you know looking at rules that that um should are not warranted have very you know questionable um premises and so ozone clearly falls into that that category now as i as I mentioned earlier, the ePA with this particular rule, has a couple of different ways um, to manage the rule. And one is to reconsider it, which they are doing. And the second is, um, in the midst of the rule being in effect already, um, what enforcement actions or what, um, you know, um, actions for the rule going further into effect can they take um, or stop while they reconsider and so, what's under reconsideration here, um, as I said, is is that the benefits of this rule um, are not justified by the, the cost of the rule in any way, shape, or form. The rule is going to cost, you know, several billion dollars a year, and all, virtually all of the benefits that are that the EPA identified as the rule having have nothing to do with ozone.
3: Chuck. We know that uh, this is opposed, this rule is opposed by uh, fossil fuel companies and other companies, and that uh, Pruitt has made uh, a name for himself by suing the EPA when he was in Oklahoma. Doesn't the Administrative Procedure Act require the EPA to do certain things, like public comment and justifications, before what Pruitt is attempting to do here?
1: Sure. Let me, let, me explain. let me explain one thing. The premise here that's been discussed, frankly, in my view, is, 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 is totally wrong. First of all, we're talking about these criteria pollutants, such as ozone and particulates, and the EPA has an obligation to set standards uh, based on public health with an adequate margin of safety, and that means to protect the most vulnerable in the population. So these standards, the standards themselves, have to be set based on scientific studies and impacts that it's going to have on vulnerable populations. And it, it, the standards themselves are not set on a cost-benefit basis. And uh, a lot of people like to say, oh, yes, you know, it's uh, benefits and all that. There's, once the standard is set, then the question is, how do you go about the, meeting those standards? And those standards uh, are met by, through states setting a state implementation plan, and, and there they can look at ways to ameliorate what might be the economic impacts. But the problem that someone like Pruitt's going to have is that he go, he's going to go back to reconsider this standard. And going through the Administrative Procedure Act, as you indicated, June, he's going to have a hard time justifying why they should change this. And that's why he uses these backdoor methods and tries to then say, well, we're going to delay this, and we're going to keep delaying it. Like, you know, he talked about a one-year delay. He might come in with a new delay. He tried the methane. He tried a two-year delay. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. And I just think that in the end, they're not going to be able to get away with that. They're going to have to operate within the law and within the Administrative Procedure Act and follow the law. And if they're going to change the standards, they're going to have to justify those changes because they'll be challenged. And they may, and I don't think they're going to be able to justify it based on the, the public health impacts. And that's really what you have to look at here in these kinds of standards.
0: Uh, you know, Diane, uh, the National Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Public Health Association, the American Lung Association have all come out against congressional attempts to roll back uh, this rule. And, to, you know, doesn't that sort of indicate that maybe there, there is at least a basis for this that should require the EPA to go through a full administrative process before they delay implementation? That's
2: exactly what it's doing. There's some confusion here among you guys about a two-track process, okay? So if, if EPA wants to reconsider the entire um, ozone NACs, you know the five, every five years, EPA is to review the standard for a variety of different um, pollutants and decide whether or not a, a stricter standard is necessary. In this case, in two thousand you know for two thousand and fifteen, they decided a stricter standard was necessary. Okay, EPA can reconsider that rule and that finding, which it is doing through the through procedures set down in the Administrative Procedures Act. Secondly, EPA under the Clean Air Act has the opportunity has the authority to delay implementation of the new standard in the in the face of uncertainty or questions about um whether the designation was correct whether the standard was correct I can read to you you know that part of this of the statute I don't know why You know the attorney here doesn't seem to understand or be cognizant of what the what the statute says. It actually says it outright that such period may be extended for up to one year in the event the administrator has insufficient information to promulgate the designations.
3: Let's let let Chuck respond to that because we have about thirty seconds left.
1: Where was his justification for doing that? Sure, he can do that. Where's his justification? He has insufficient information. He did. He just said we're extending it. I didn't see any justification for that. And uh, we'll we'll see what they have to say. But I don't. I don't see. I don't see a justification at this point.
0: I'm afraid we're going to have to cut off our disagreement. There are thanks to Ch- Charles Warren of Kramer Levin and Diane Katz of, Katz of the Heritage Foundation for being with us.